podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Everyone's talking about these six players. So who am I buying and who am I selling? Welcome to the Gianni Batici YouTube show. Hope you guys are well. We've got to speak about De Bruyne, Haaland, Saka, Watkins, and of course the Liverpool lads, especially Trent and Salah. We're also going to have a quick look at the game week just gone for me. I'm in the top 50k. I'm very happy now with my overall rank. So shall we have a quick look at my team and then let's get on with those transfer plans moving ahead. Guys, thank you for hitting the like button and subscribing to the channel nice and early. Um, so game week 21, it's the longest game week ever. Finished on Monday night with the Brighton draw, the nil-nil draw. So let us know how you got on in the comments. I mean, very quick review of my team. It was nice to have some differential returns and differential returns are the ones that really see the big green arrows. So Darwin's 11 points were massive. And then, of course, the slightly more higher-owned picks that performed well. Estupanan, Gabriel, thank you, thank you. Uh, Saka captain was disappointing. I look at players like Saka, I look at players like Watkins, and they really are vulnerable for me. They're on the chopping block, and we're going to talk about why coming up in this video. So yeah, good green arrow for me, 45k-ish, uh, 69 points, can't complain. I've got that one free transfer and loads in the bank to bring, well, fairly flexible. I've got 6.5 million in the bank. I can go Haaland in. Uh, I can go De Bruyne in. I can go two players in if I need to. So we'll have a look at my team selection video over the weekend. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, it's a little bit too early to fully commit, knowing of course we've got the FA Cup and that's going to be key. So let's have a look at some of the players we need to focus on in today's video, shall we? Because I've got info on all those Super 6 players, right? So we're going to start with Haaland, right? On Monday, the club tweeted a picture of him training. We've seen this before, um, but this is now Haaland in full team training. And he was pulled out of training a couple of weeks ago. So it was nice to see this tweet. He's back. He's going to be, I think, in the squad for Burnley in game week 22. Whether or not he's a starter, we don't know. We're going to be looking against Spurs on Friday night to look at minutes for Haaland. I would be surprised he's not going to start against Spurs. There's a chance he's not in the squad at all. And there's a chance he gets 10 minutes off the bench. But that's on Friday. Next Wednesday, so you know, five days later, they have a Premier League game against Burnley. That's the game I think he's going to be involved. Now, the reason why we want Haaland back, even if we don't want him for 22 against Burnley, is one, he's the game's best player. But two, when we look ahead at the Man City fixtures, they're brilliant. But three, City have a double game week in 25. And four, when you look at the captaincy matrix, look at these City fixtures, right? Game week 23, are you going to captain Haaland? Assuming he's starting by then. Yeah, probably. Game week 24, are you going to captain Haaland if he's fit then? Probably. 25 to double? Yeah, I think so. And 26, another good fixture there for Haaland. So when I look at the next four game weeks for Haaland from 23 onwards, I'm like, mm, he's probably the go-to captain choice in all of those weeks, right? Not to say you shouldn't be considering anyone else. You should absolutely be. But he's going to be highly owned for a reason. So look, Haaland... Definitely have a plan to bring him in, if not in 22, in 23. Think about your transfers this week if you're not going Haaland and how that can accommodate Haaland the week after. And enablers are going to be key for this. So look at your 11 and we're going to need a, perhaps a few budgety players in our 11. That's why the Brighton lads were so popular last week. Estupan, Angel, Pedro, Pascal, Gross all offer cheaper alternatives to many in that position with good fixtures, I might add. Uh, and I bought in two of those Brighton players. So look, let's talk now about De Bruyne, shall we? Because the Haaland question for me is dependent on what I'm doing with De Bruyne and vice versa. Like many are saying to me, 
am I buying De Bruyne this week? And the simple answer is, is I am going to be buying a Man City premium asset this week. It will either be De Bruyne or Haaland, right, for Burnley in game week 22. And then, because I know I want Triple City for the for the for the next few fixtures especially for that double game week in 25 so to get to triple city who's the optimal three well for me and my team i've got foden it would be yeah let's go on harland and de bruyne triple city attacks quite bold now can i afford to commit those funds well it depends on what we're doing with mo salah we'll talk about salah later in the video but with de bruyne what do we know so far well he was quoted on the 13th of jan we saw him come on for his cameo uh, against Newcastle, big points. And what did he say after that game? I'm not able to do that for 90 minutes for the moment, but I can put a shift in for 20, 25 minutes, which is what he did. He had 20 minutes on the pitch. It can't be bad. And people read that quote and went, oh, I can't buy De Bruyne yet because he can only do 20 minutes. It's like, he said that on the 13th of January. He's been in full team training during the Club World Cup, like for a good few weeks now, like Probably for around a month by the time I'm by this record, he's been in the full, in full team training. I would expect De Bruyne to be ready to start against Burnley. Let's see if he starts versus Spurs in the FA Cup. If I see a 60 minute De Bruyne in the FA Cup and he looks sharp, then I'll have no hesitation to buy him for Burnley whatsoever. Um, game week 22 is the 31st of Jan. So after that quote that we just saw, there's the 13th of Jan, the 31st. We're, we're looking at a long stretch there to go, yeah, now he is ready for more than that 30 minutes. I am absolutely keen on De Bruyne. It's worth noting his price this season has been lower than the last few. He's been so consistent over the years in FPL, but probably a little bit overlooked because Salah's been the best player in the game and now Haaland's the best player in the game. But De Bruyne is still top tier and a brilliant FPL asset. Um, he's not going to be rushed by Man City, but he hasn't been rushed. We forget he's been in training a month. We forget he went to the Club World Cup and was close to featuring. We forget he's now had that cameo off the bench against Newcastle in the second week of January. Um, so I'm absolutely keen on De Bruyne and I can completely see why so many have sold Son to go De Bruyne and so many now are selling Salah to go De Bruyne. And the De Bruyne price rise is ridiculous, is crazy, um, considering um, other Man City assets like Haaland have only dropped 0.1%. Uh, and De Bruyne has risen uh, point, I don't know, three, four, it seems. Um, so look, I think there's a very good chance I'll own De Bruyne. If I don't, I'll own Haaland. And look, it's very likely one of those two guys for Burnley will be my captain. How can we afford De Bruyne and Haaland and Saka when he returns and Trent? Well, we might have to downgrade some sort of mid to upper price players that are very highly owned. Guys, we've got to talk now about Watkins. We've got to talk about Saka. But first, I've got some data on Watkins, guys. So Watkins is the highest owned forward in the game. Higher owned than Haaland, yeah. Over 50% own Watkins. He's, I think, the second highest owned player in the game after Saka. Now, both these guys aren't performing. Now, look. When we look at the forwards in the last six game weeks, let's look at the non-penalty expected goal involvement. The last six fixtures, where does Watkins rank? Well, I was having a look on the scout members area. Do check scout out, by the way. There's a link in the description. And I brought up a table on the scout members area. Uh, last six game weeks, filtered by forwards, XGI. He came 13th. Like, I was expecting 7th, 8th. 13th there's 12 other better forwards pretty much all of whom are cheaper than him that form is not good and I don't know if it's Villa's lack of bite in attack 
I don't love Villa playing with Diaby and Bailey. For me, it should be one or the other. Um, and then you play with perhaps someone with a bit more guile, like a Zaniolo. Obviously, Buendia would have been the option. Um, so look, on that list, XGI, last six game weeks, Darwin's at number one, 4.85. Alvarez, 4.82 at two. Uh, Jao Pedro is three. Solanke, four. Uh, Isak is five. All these names we're talking about as good buys, right? This obviously Tony doesn't feature, but he's another forward we should have our eye on. Like these are good, good options. Maybe not Alvarez if if Haaland's back, but the other ones like we should all be looking at: Jao Pedro, Solanke, Isak, Tony. Well, they're putting up way better numbers than Watkins, who's down in thirteenth, two point two five expected goal involvement in the last six. That is poor. So look, he's definitely vulnerable. My plan going into game week twenty two was was to have enough money in the bank to buy Haaland, potentially with a Darwin sell. But if I don't like what I see from Watkins and I like what I see from Darwin, then reverse that and go Watkins sell for Haaland. And now that's absolutely the plan. Like, I've no doubt. When Haaland comes in, it will be for Watkins, whether that's in 22 or 23. Solanke's good value, so he's staying in my team. And look, Darwin's got, well, potentially the double game week in 25 um, and scoring goals and looking good. And this expected data shows how good Darwin is. The question marks over his finishing, but, you know, he showed against Bournemouth some good finishing. Um, so look, that's, that's, that's Watkins. Very likely his price starts dipping soon, guys. And he won't be the second highest owned player in the game for long, I don't think. And again, I don't think Saka is going to be the highest owned player in the game. Let's talk about Saka, shall we? Because again, the popular captaincy option in 21. Fair play to all of you guys that went uh, Palmer for his 10 points. Some of you went Watkins for his one point. Others went to Jota. Fair play there. Um, or your Man City attacker who didn't return, Foden Alvarez. But Saka disappointed because Arsenal scored five goals. Like, with hindsight, you go, that was the fixture to target. The biggest win. Five goals for Arsenal. No goal involvements for Saka. So why? Why no goal involvements for Saka? Well, yeah, we may have been a bit unlucky with the Gabriel header going down as an own goal. It would have been a Saka assist. But did Saka deserve points in that match? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. So this is a pass map from between the posts, right? This is a pass map of that game. What does this show us? This is the standard Saka position, to be fair. Like, often the the second most advanced player on the pitch. Like, often wider than all other midfielders, but higher than all other midfielders. But not that involved. Look at the size of the bubble there. A small bubble, which shows how much he had the ball. And look at the part, direction of passes. His most common pass is received by Ben White and passed back to Ben White. I want to see Saka pass lines going into central areas going into attacking areas, not linking that well with Jesus, not overly involved, but also wider than you see on the left-hand side. So Trossard, yeah, not as high, but slightly more central. Saka is often on the touchline, guys. He's more winger than wide forward at the moment, and he's just not playing well. Like, there's no... Is he a bad FPL pick? No, because he's playing in a team that's now scoring goals with good fixtures. Does he deserve his price point, and is there better options on in better form, yeah, there are. Like I'm looking at players like Richarlison, City midfielders. Anthony Gordon's got a great run. Kudos is going to be back in game week 22 probably, by the way, because Ghana are out the, the AFCON. Arsenal's fixtures are good, but three of the next four are away from home, worth noting, like trickier on, on away from home. So look, is Saka a must-sell? No. Is he, if you don't have other fires... 
easier sell than probably yeah absolutely yeah actually there's a chance I go De Bruyne Saka out De Bruyne in and keep Salah I'm still not sure on that one I could sell Salah for De Bruyne but again we're waiting for more and with the Liverpool players we are waiting on information so Salah we we should speak about Salah because look many kept him and now will sell him this game week and I get that because it's been reported by his agent um, and again, I follow his agent on Twitter, uh, Rami Abbas Issa. Now, this is the tweet from Rami. This again was on Monday. He said, Mohammed's injury, <laughs> you know, you know his agent, like mates, like not Salah, Mohammed's, you know, first name terms. Uh, Mohammed's injury is more serious than first thought and he'll be out for 21 to 28 days. Um, not the two games initially reported. His best chance of participating in the current AFCON is by undergoing intensive rehab in the UK and Liverpool have since put out on their website that Salah is coming back to do rehab in the UK if Egypt go and get to the AFCON final then yeah sure he could fly out there if he's fit but if we're assuming they don't and we're assuming the Premier League is now kind of front of mind for Salah and his rehab where do we fit because 21 to 28 days from the time of the tweet leaves us on the 12th of Feb for 21 days on the 19th of Feb for 28 days. Now game week 25, and again I tweeted this, is where Liverpool double starts on the 17th, just before that 28 day period. So again, that's going to be really interesting. Like, do we commit to Salah if they double in 25? And again, we, that's not been confirmed yet. And I'm recording this before any confirmed doubles. If they do confirm double in 25, it's because there'll be a blank in 26. So again, you could question... Could you go without Salah and just jump on other Liverpool attackers for that double? Darwin, Jota, they showed us against Bournemouth they have very good options and they can play well without Salah and step up to the Salah role. And when you look at that Liverpool front line now, like Diaz and Kakpo, you're probably not going to want to commit to to cover some of those Salah points. But Jota and Darwin, I think, are showing us we maybe can in the short term. We still don't know who's going to have penalties in Salah's absence. Could be McAllister or Sabotzlai when he's fit. But I think there's a very good chance Darwin takes him. Who, by the way, I think is a 100% record. He's something like 11 from 11 or 12 from 12 in his pro career. Which you'll probably be quite surprised at. McAllister and Sabotzlai's record's also insane. The three of them have better records than Salah from penalties. It is worth adding. So look, my plan with Salah is to see if we get more info. Because we're going to get press conferences from Klopp where he's going to be asked a lot about Mo Salah. And of course, the Egypt team will maybe release some info about Salah as well because they're going to keep be keeping tracks on his on his fitness. And again, every press conference for Liverpool manager, for Egypt manager, Salah's going to be questioned. And we don't we have plenty of time. Game week twenty two deadline isn't till next Tuesday, guys. So I think we're going to get more accuracy on Salah. And it is worth noting he usually defies the odds with his injuries. He's a bit of a fitness monster. His rehab, his recovery is very good like a Bruno you think, or a Bowen, you think they're going to be out for a while and actually they surprise you. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was more 21 than 28 days. And if that is the case, there is a chance he actually does feature in game week 24, which I think is Burnley. And there's a chance, a very good chance, 25, he's fine. So again, I'm not committing to selling Salah like many others you'll hear will be. But again, many will need to, to accommodate a De Bruyne or a Haaland. I've got the money for De Bruyne or Haaland already without selling a Salah. I did that move last week to enable Salah. Selling Son to Pascal Gross. Selling Trent to a Stupinan. Um, so let's talk about Trent. I sold him. Was it a mistake? When I sold him, we didn't know how long he was going to be out for. Klopp has said he's very likely to be back. Um, just missed the one Premier League game. He missed game week 21 against Bournemouth. Very likely back for game week 22. 
Was it a mistake selling him? Well, he's got Chelsea and Arsenal in the next two. I think I'm okay going without him for then. And then do I need him back by 24? Maybe I do. But there were points up for grabs in 21. And I couldn't get three defenders out. So buying a Stupinan who got me eight points was worth it. I'd rather have the eight points than the zero points. Yes, I'm a transfer down and a little bit of money lost. But eight points is eight points. So I'm fine with my decision. I would have preferred to hear that Trent was going to be out slightly longer. Um, we knew it was around three weeks. Looks like it could be more than more like two for him. Um, again, a good healer, clearly. Is he a must-have? No. Is he high on my wish list? Then yeah, he is. But again, a lot will hinder on what I do with those Man City premiums. Can I accommodate Trent, Salah, Haaland and De Bruyne? Well, no. One of them, those guys would have to give, I think. By, and again, look at the team you want to put out in 24-25. And there's a very good chance you'll go, okay, maybe I can sell Salah and not worry about bringing him back till 27. Um, so maybe it will be Trent or Salah for me. Let's see. I do think I'm going to want to go big on Man City. And a lot will depend on how I think they play against Spurs and the minutes they get against Spurs. Is Haaland in the squad? How many minutes does, does De Bruyne get? Do I think Haaland starts versus Burnley? Do I think De Bruyne starts versus against, against Burnley? And if I think there's a starter there... I will very likely be bringing them into captain them. And that might mean the likes of Trent and the likes of Salah can wait. But again, as I mentioned, the team selection video will be out over the weekend once I've seen those Friday night games. I'm actually going to Chelsea Aston Villa as well, which I'm very excited about. Uh, it should be a good game there at Stamford Bridge on the Friday night. Um, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this video. Um, if you could subscribe, that'd be amazing. I'd love it if you considered subscribing to the channel. There's loads of new watchers. I, you, you think like, oh, everyone watching has already subscribed. And I'm like, do I really need to promote the whole idea of you guys clicking the subscribe button? But I look at the numbers and YouTube shows you how many people watched it that aren't subscribed. And honestly, it's it's a huge percentage. So please do hit that subscribe button. And if you're already subscribed, you can hit that notification bell because I'm doing loads of lives now. So good to know where my videos are dropping. Like I'm doing some deadline streams, some reaction stuff. So more and more lives, which is loads of fun. Uh, so guys, thank you for your support, liking as well. And I'll see you very soon. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.